It is October the 9th, 2022, Bo Doc. We are living in strange and wondrous times. Almost like the times of Noah, right? Strange times. I don't know what to tell you, man. I have this disquiet of the soul that has only been building since, I, I would say, April the 1st, April Fool's Day, 2020. It was when I completely at least solidified in my mind that the COVID, the monkey herpes, the great coffee filter cult was military psychological warfare. And, and if you want to have your own opinion about it, if you oh, Dan, it was kind of real. There was that Wuhan murder virus. The Chinese, you know, listen, folks, these are people that understand, because they're grifters, that it's way cheaper to fake a trip to the moon than to actually go to the moon. So with respect to the magical murder virus, it's way cheaper and easier, given, you know, human psychology and things like the placebo effect. It's way, way easier to fake a pandemic. It's way easier and, frankly, way cheaper, and these people are broke. But the problem isn't knowing this. The problem is, okay, then what? What? You know, whether it's the COVID or the BLM Antifa nonsense of the summer 2020, or frankly, the war in the Ukraine. It's hard to know how much of this is real and how much of this is 100% psyops. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you that this is about economics, but this was beyond economics by the summer of 2020. Whatever this is, whatever thing we're facing, it is not about the debt. It really isn't. I mean, I would have said 50-50, it could be the collapse of the dollar, or it could be something worse, you know? Something worse, man. Could be the collapse of the US dollar, could be worse, who the hell knows? I, I know I talk about this in most of my podcasts now for the reason that I would say as I drink my coffee here, and they still have coffee at the Maverick. Ain't as cheap as it used to be. Nothing is, really. But it's not bad. This has been on my mind since April Fool's Day 2020. As I saw people wearing their coffee filters... This is the, the thing that keeps me up at night. And maybe I'm crazy. I could be, I could be insane. In any of these situations, where, when we're thinking about reality, we should always be willing to accept the possibility that the way we see reality is in error. That's also true. It could be the case that I am deranged. Do I believe that I am? No. But nobody that's crazy thinks they're crazy. Everybody is crazy, thinks they're sane. 
And the sane people that think they're crazy are probably the sanest. I don't know. Maybe, right? And I don't want to dwell on this topic, but yeah, it is October the 9th, 2022, Bo Blim Talk. It is Sunday, a beautiful Sunday morning, and yeah, they've been spraying in the sky, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But other than the spraying and the obvious, you know, sky pollution, it's a nice day here in Utah, right around 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And before we get into our main topics, I've got a few things I want to cover. Number one, I recently bought a computer on Amazon. So far, it's working out, but one of the most remarkable things about it is it was about $300. Um, it did not take the Ubuntu 22 Linux build, but i got to be honest with you, after reviewing comments about 22, it seems like Ubuntu took problems in 20 and only made them worse. So... Not trying to beat up on the Ubuntu team, but there's something wrong in them, their, in them their hills with 20 and definitely with 22. So I installed Ubuntu um, 18.04, which I've been using for a few years now, and it's pretty stable, and I love it. I mean, I love Linux, okay? But I also think that, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, the tentacles of the deep state are already in your computer before you buy it. And that probably applies to the current teams that manage Linux. Unless you're willing to build your own Linux from scratch and check every frickin' line of code, which most of the monkey humans I know now don't want to do, then yeah, you gotta just accept what you gotta accept. So I'm accepting that Ubuntu 18.04 is very stable. And so yeah, but this computer, and I have a link in the notes, it comes from Geekcom. It's very compact. I do not know its power drain, but if Justin and I ever get a chance to build a terminal, I feel like this is the right computer. Um, but it's also about power drain, and, and that's the thing about, you know, that whole project is, is that is an issue. Anywho, next topic. Rad engineering. You know the thing that Justin and I kicked off this year? Yeah, it's been treading water, um, in part because we both have to make money. And, you know, he is currently doing a great job. I would say a job that makes him happy, and I think a job that probably helps other people. In terms of jobs on the Death Star, I'd say he has a good job because he's helping kids in a wilderness therapy environment. That's great. The problem with the rad engineering part of it is it really does take him into the woods for half the month. And then when he's off for about a week, you've got to be respectful. He's got a difficult job. So I think realistically, he and I, um, while trying to make money and do other things, are probably in pretty low gear with the project right now. But if you're asking, have we given up on it? No, I haven't. Um, I'm currently reviewing the notes site to make some improvements, and I hope to get one of the Yesus set up as a transmitter receiver, at least on 27.245. 27.245 megahertz, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to get one of the Yesus set up on what is basically a CB frequency for, re for reception and transmission so that we can do some more experimentation with that. Um, and I have some other ideas, too. I'm currently, you know, gathering data from transmissions on 20 meters and 40 meters. And I think there'd be people out there who might be interested in some type of a monthly update newsletter 
of call signs and stuff like that. So we'll see. Probably already being done. Probably some ham will mock me. I don't really care, ham. I mean, at this point, telling me you have a license for something is telling me you don't own it. And I don't care if it's a radio, a car, an airplane. If you need a license for it, or you pay a tax on it, or both, you don't own it. So yeah, tell me, slave, about all your obedience to whatever. I don't really care, ham. But yeah, we're not giving up on the RAD projects. Also, as far as the application goes on the client side, I was thinking about trying to use the website on the client side, running Apache and whatnot, but I came to the realization that might not be a good solution. Um, I, I, I still may do something with a services layer that allows other clients to access a central client, but I, I just don't think I'm going to do that right now. Uh, there's ways that people could do that on their own, and I just don't feel like the effort of packaging up what I have on my website and putting it on GitHub is going to help me or anybody else. But um, I may end up giving out the software at some point. It's just I don't think it's ready. And I frankly think the only thing worse than no access is access to buggy code, and my code needs work. Plus, I'm using something called JSA Call. And I got to be honest with you, the more testing I do with it, the more I think it's also kind of buggy. Um, it's essentially a facaded application in C++ with the facade draping over something called WSJTX, which was produced by Princeton. So I think there are a lot of hacks in it, and maybe the hacks kind of work, but I need to investigate that code. In fact, one of the things I may do over the next couple months is try to just build it uh, myself and then make changes to it. For example, there's a feature in it that allows JSA call to sync up with the time of other transmitters. But when you look at the transmissions in the waterfall, it seems self-evident that this should be something that could be just completely automatic. And what I was thinking about doing is incorporating a limited uh, syntactic or lexicon comparison algorithm to verify a signal as received and therefore time synced up. What do I mean by that? Well, You'll get a time synced up message from JSA call, and inside of your message viewer, it'll still look like garbage. What I was thinking of is check the garbage. Check and see if it is garbage. Have a limited dictionary to compare words against. And frankly, focus on the heartbeats, which are these automated things that these radios can send out using JSA call. And they basically allow you to sync up also. So anyways, I have some ideas there. Are we giving up on rad engineering? No. But it's October 2022, and I don't know how to put this. You may not have given up on yourself, but the people you used to call leaders, um, the people you used to look up to, they, in my opinion, have all given up on you. That is my opinion. If I look at the world since 2020, I don't see a World Economic Foundation, Klaus Schwab reset, I don't see any of the nonsense that's being parroted or bout by the alt-right or the alt-left or any of the alt-people. I don't see any of the crap that we're being given as the truth as being the truth. I see a lot of noise um, and a lot of trauma-based mind control that if you understand how trauma-based mind control works, its outcome is madness. You don't build anything on that. 
You, you bug out, you go to an island, maybe New Zealand, you watch it over TV, but you're not building anything on hundreds of millions of people losing it. So I don't know why they've been doing this, but I can tell you this is why I have a hard time sleeping at night. Because every day that goes by that these nonsense psyops continue, Every day that goes by that I go to a store and they say, well, there's a coin shortage this week. There's a toilet paper shortage last week. Every day that goes by like that, it's like a dagger into my logic and my reason. And it is. It's, it feels like you're living in an insane asylum. And the worst part about it, your taxes paid for it. Well, maybe that's that might not be the worst, but that's one of the bad things about it. You paid for it. You voted for it. Anybody you voted for. I don't care. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. If you're a voter, you are getting exactly what you fucking deserve. Period. Okay? I, I don't have to worry about WRMI. Oh, yeah, another notification. I've gotten no info from WRMI, so I have no idea if, if and when they'll be back on the air. Um, I don't know how much it'll cost to fix their equipment and their antennas. I don't know how much money they have to do it. That's not my business. I pay a buck a minute to be on the air. And right now I'm still off the air. So I don't have to worry as if I was worrying and I really wasn't. I don't have to worry about the FCC. This is just a file you download or something you listen to on Spotify if they don't bury it. If you're a voter, you voted for this. You did. Every time you went into that little meeting hall in November, you know, every time you went into that box, you were worshiping something. Did your vote get counted? That's not even relevant at this point. Okay, I don't think it ever did, but it doesn't really matter. Whomever you're voting for, you don't get to know what they're going to do. You don't get to know all of the stuff they're going to, you know, propose, all the damage that will be done. So even if you do vote for someone and it gets counted, it doesn't really mean anything. I don't think it gets counted at all, but it still doesn't mean anything. But if you did vote, you support it. And you supported the lockdowns, and you supported the rhetoric of the monkey herpes, and you supported a, a, a phenomenon, a damaging event in human history that pushed millions of people to the point of suicide, that pushed millions of people over the edge of health. Maybe they weren't going to treat their cancer. Maybe they weren't going to treat their heart disease or diabetes because they simply didn't fucking care. And all their neighbors and all their members of the community who, who did all the right things so that they could worry about themselves didn't care. So whatever this is, it's not hiding anything good. Whatever this is, it's not hiding some deep plan to build a one-world government. Whatever this is, it's hiding the ugliest thing you could ever fucking imagine. That's the truth. And, and you know why it works? Why the monkey herpes works? Why the BLM Antifa, Andy No Clue, Ian Miles wrong shit works? Because they're all lesser traumas. So you can bargain with the lesser trauma. And I know I'm way off topic of rat engineering, but I'm just trying to make the simple point that I'm not sure what happens with any of this at this point. I really don't. Any day now, I really 
do expect any day now things just to go right off the edge. And I don't think it's going to be a nuclear war, but it could be. You know, it could be. Who knows? Anyways, rad engineering, Justin and I are not giving up on it. But, you know, what the fuck does that mean in 2022? I don't know. I have something about micro-harassment. I don't know if I invented micro-sexual micro harassment, but I believe I've been a practitioner. I make the scoopy hands. You know, the scoopy, wiggly hands with both hands. Like you're, you know, unjugulating a woman's boobies. So I just want to mention that if no one else owns micro-sexual harassment, I'd like to take ownership. Next topic, Danny Darko. So about seven, eight months ago, I told myself I would stop listening to um, Dane Wigington's weekly Global Alert News. And in part because, you know, he's more or less said the same thing for five years. I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just that there's not a ton new. He'll bring up new articles. The thing about using, you know, the getting the patent to use nuclear weapons to cool the earth, that was interesting. So he does come up with these little interesting tidbits, and in that sense, he's worth listening to. But he's really dark. I mean, I call him Danny Darko because what else are you going to call him? He's one of the darkest uh, vloggers, podcasters, bloggers out there. And you could argue, in Dane Wigington's defense, that the reason why he's so dark and his perspective is so, you know, really just glum or whatever, grim, grim's a better word, is because that's the situation, Dan. I mean, that's the situation, Dan. It, you know... It's where we're at, dude. And, and I, I will grant you that if you listen to my podcast, I can get pretty dark too. So beating him up for being dark, that's not fair. But I'm just being honest. hes I would say he is more dark than me. And that is a big, big statement. He is in, in a realm of the definitive. He is convinced as he talks that it's over. Even, even if you do uncover the vast geoengineering conspiracy, he'll point out that it's still pretty grim. It doesn't really change much. Uh, the situation is bad. And he also describes a future where a few people, maybe a few humans, cling on to life, you know, as the earth resets itself. But it sounds pretty bad. And it still sounds like 90% of the people are gone. So he is darker than me. I can't really tell you for sure. A, that... We have to go down the grimmest road. I don't think we have to. The problem is we keep voting, so we keep making bad choices. But if we could figure our crap out for once and get away from this government bullshit that doesn't know portion control, then we might have a chance in hell of living in this world without turning it into a steaming pile of shit. And that requires liberty. Okay, if you go down the communism road, the dictatorship road, the democracy road, frankly, any government road, as Churchill once said, government is, <laughs> democracy is the worst form of government, accepting all others. And let me translate, democracy sucks, all other governments, you know, 
suck more, pretty much ergo government sucks. That's what Churchill was actually saying, logically. But, um, yeah, if you want to go down that road, there's never going to be enough. There's never going to be enough water. There'll never be enough fresh air. If you want to go down the government road, there will never be a limit to the appetite until that thing just dies. And that's why it dies. It keels over and dies for the same reason that somebody who might overeat eventually keels over and dies. Same reason, okay? But it really does suck to be part of that thing, really. Especially if you didn't want to go there. Especially if you wanted to live a different kind of life. Being drug by the Norman Borlaug, you know, financialized anal butt rape system all the way to hell is really depressing. But the fact is, government destroys itself by being what it is. That's, that's how it works. That's reality. Those are the laws of thermodynamics coming into play. And no government can last forever because of this. You can go on a diet. I mean, you can like, oh, I'll slow it down. I'll slow the diabetes. I'll start fasting. But the fast never works. Long term, Everything ends the same way. Every government collapses. Every time. It does, eventually. I, I have, a, I have a, a link to the latest global alert news from Dane Wigington in the notes. Because he's really, really dark this week. And if you need a dose of Danny Darko, I'd say this is one of the best. But I gotta say a few things. Number one... If he's right about where we're at, then t-shirts and handouts are probably too little too late. And any form of peaceful resistance is way too late. It's just not going to work now. The only thing that could potentially work is sabotage. You know, the coordinated activity to stop this from happening, to stop the geoengineering. But it's not going to get stopped by protests. And I'll tell you something. People will not believe it for the same reason they believe the COVID, okay? People negotiate and want to negotiate for lesser traumas. When they go to the doctor and say, tell me the truth, what they're really saying is, tell me the truth, but make sure it's not too fucking horrible, baby. That's right, you go to the doctor and you say, doctor, you say to the doctor, 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 tell me the truth. But what you really want is for your doctor to come back and say, everything is fine. So no one would believe Dane. Okay, the, the vast majority of people can see that their ecosystems are in disarray. That if, if they put down their ironically named devices, the vast majority can see that their windshields aren't so covered with bugs, and that's been true for a few years now. The vast majority can see the atrocities happening in the sky with whatever the fuck they're spraying up there, but they're blindsided to it. They can't really see it. They can see it, but their head is going to tell them, and their smart device is going to tell them that everything is okay. And that is what they want to hear. 
okay? That's why Dane, best case scenario, is just a classic case of Cassandra. And potentially, I fall into that category too. And a lot of people do who are telling the truth right now. But the truth we're telling isn't pleasant and it doesn't help you with your 401k and it doesn't get you to hella skiing when you're 70 years old. The truth we're telling is best case scenario, a lot of folks are never gonna see 70, period. That history's going through a lot of chaos right now. History's become unstuck. And that means there's gonna be a lot of wreckage. And that is the best case scenario. But like I said, I've been losing sleep. So I've been thinking, could it be worse? And it could be. The longer the military psychological warfare lasts at this global scale, the more likely is it's way worse than anything most of us can imagine. Unless you believe that they tell horrible lies like this to hide good things. I mean, you, you might believe that. Maybe you think they're hiding the aliens. The aliens are coming. The aliens are coming. Their spaceships will arrive soon. They're bringing cocaine and hookers from planet 43. They're bringing us technology. They're bringing us love. Yeah. Is that how it was with Pizarro? Is that how it was when the Spanish got to the New World? Did they bring love and technology and friendship? Or did they bring a lot of fucking pain? You know? So for those of you out there who say, Well, Dan, the aliens might arrive and help us. You know, I think the wisest of the aliens are currently eating whatever their version of popcorn is. Someplace near the moon. Full stealth mode. Really good cameras and drones. You know, stealthy and all that. And they're just eating popcorn and they're just watching. Because this might be the dumbest show ever, but it's very fucking entertaining. It's a lot like Baywatch, but with way more death. I don't want to beat up on Dane, but I just think the t-shirt thing and the suing people and the cards and all that stuff is really just, I think it's, it's kind of his own delusion. And that's my belief. If he's truly an honest man and he really believes the thing he, things he believes and he very well could be right, then all this stuff he's proposing is pointless. 
It really is. It's not ethical. It's not righteous. I get that he has a certain fetish over one particular Roman emperor, but here's another news flash: There were no good Roman emperors. And, and whatever Rome was, it was the ultimate form of the road pirate. Like, literally, they created the roads to do their piracy. So, um, yeah. I don't think it's going to work with t-shirts. I don't think it's going to work with that stuff. And it's entirely possible that in October of 2022, it's just not going to be an issue. And Dane has pointed this out to his credit, that when this system collapses, and that day might not be too far in the future, all their nonsense collapses with it, including the stupid stuff they're doing in the sky. Whatever the purpose is, whatever the reason, including the psyops, those end. There's no money for them. Sure, there'll be the half-life of the coffee filter cultists, and I'm sure there'll be people wandering around muttering, where's my booster for a few years. There's going to be the psychological damage, and that does have a half-life. It does take a while to go away. But when the government collapses, all this wretched evil shit that they've been doing ends. So he's right. The thing that keeps me up at night is I fear they're timing it so that when the government does collapse, it's over anyways. And the other thing I can tell you, whatever the thing is, it's not a discrete event. If it were a discrete event, if it were a, an asteroid hitting the Earth, or, or them triggering nuclear war, if it was the kind of thing they knew could happen on a particular day, you would have gone to sleep in October of 2019 and you would have never woken up. Maybe you did. Maybe this is hell. Maybe there was a nuclear war in October 2019. Most of us went to hell. Maybe, right? Next topic. Kind of a heavy one. Man, these are heavy topics. But before I leave the Dane thing, you know, I'm only being critical of the guy because... He does have a big impact, and his message is powerful. So I don't think everybody should jump on the bandwagon and say everything he says is correct. I stick to what I've been saying to him pretty much from the beginning. He seems like an authentic person who cares. And that doesn't mean he's always right, okay? He might be right about what's going on, but he could be completely wrong about what to do about it, or even believing there's anything useful you can do. Sorry. He keeps trying to hearken back to this, you know, Marcus Aurelius stoicism crap. But the fact is, none of that changes the momentum of history. And guess what, Dane? For all of Marcus Aurelius's wisdom, he did not change the inevitability of what would be Rome. So he, in, he in, in some ways, is his own best proof of why, yeah, maybe for you personally, in your personal life, this is very useful. But as a generalized way to say, see reality, it might not be very useful at all. A lot of us are doing the best we can, Dane, believe it or not. In fact, before I leave Dane, I will say this. He is one of, of all the podcasters I've come across, including me, he's one of the most self-righteous. He just basically, you, you, you see him describe his life, his entire life, and it, you'd have to believe he never made any mistakes at all from an ethical perspective. In fact, even when he was a kid, he had that awareness to know how evil the adults were. He's talked about that too, hasn't he? But the thing is, Dane, 
nobody except for Jesus Christ is really that good. So that's one of the things I would say to him too, is get off your high horse, buddy. If you want one chance in hell of convincing people, you need to get off your high horse because the way you're selling this message isn't going to work. Now, in his defense, you could say, well, Dan, aren't you a bit preachy? Yes, I am. But I don't think there is anything you can do about history at all. I mean, you can make choices. You can do the right thing. You can choose a free society over tyranny. These are choices you can make. But when it comes to the big events of history, you kind of just have to find a safe place to, to go. And that's where we're at in the game, okay? We are at a point in the game where we are in class five rapids and you just need to figure out how to not drown. And maybe just as well to figure out how you and the people you love to include your dogs and probably your cats, how they don't drown either in that figurative sense. Okay, I don't mean literally you're in a river on a raft. I mean figuratively. That's where we're at. And you can't change the river and you can't change the water. And you might want to, but you can't. That's the truth. And because Dane describes it in a situation where we can still do something, the stuff he's describing will do nothing at this point. The only thing you could do would be to take actions that I can't really talk about on the internet. But there are things you could do, and they actually might have a huge impact. But you can't talk about that on the internet. You can't talk about that on YouTube. And, you know, I'll say one more thing. For, for how controversial Dane is, He's had way more luck keeping a YouTube account from being banned than your good friend Uncle Dan or from being shadow banned. Frankly, it looks like he has a pretty healthy number of people listening. So when he complains about that, I just, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. You know, I will stick with, I think he's a good man, even if he does sound a bit self-righteous. And I'll stick with, he could be right, even though his Marcus Aurelius, um, cartoon stoicism isn't really very, very useful at this point. But I'll also stick to the idea that if there were stuff you could do, Dane, it is not stuff you can talk about. And, and it's definitely not suing people or wearing t-shirts or handing out flyers. Next topic. So I'm not going to read this article, but there's a link to a Zero Hedge article about how South Africa may soon confiscate the land of um, white South Africans for black South Africans. And this has been a scare story in the news for several years now. So before we dive in too deep, let's remember the rules of propaganda and psyops. And one of the first rules is... None of these sources of information is going to tell you the truth outright. So, and if, they, and if they are telling you the truth, there's a purpose to it. Like right now, most of the news I see, whether it's BS or real, is designed to just make people angry. There's no solution. There's no ending. There's no resolution. You're just supposed to be angry and confused and paralyzed. That is how I would describe 99.9% .9 of the news at this point. The rest is just about some random person on drugs doing something crazy. That's the other percent. But 99.9% .9 is more or less out there just to make people angry. So when I look at this article on one level from a propaganda perspective, a lot of people, you know, 
the white people, you could say, but maybe not all white people, but a lot of folks will read this in the United States of America and say to themselves, this is horrible. How could this happen? Why isn't anybody doing something? Is this something Soros, you know, whatever? This keeps people busy. This kind of news keeps people busy on stuff that will go nowhere. Do I think that this could really happen? Sure, it could happen. It, it, it happens all the time that people steal from each other. Are you kidding me? I, I believe, and I could be wrong, that, you know, up until a few hundred years ago, most of that land was tribal land in South Africa. And so somebody came along and took it. You could say they put it to work. You could say they farmed it. You could say they raised crops. But the fact is, a few hundred years ago, those lands were not owned by or controlled by any white people. And as far as the diamonds and gold of South Africa goes, the lion's share, the juicy, the juicy bits, was taken by a couple different empires long before Nelson Mandela came along. So before you start telling me about how evil it is to steal people's land, understand this. I know my Ten Commandments. It is evil to steal. But if you understand the history of South Africa, you should understand a lot of people have been stealing from each other for quite a while. Okay? British steal, you know, stealing from Afrikaners, Afrikaners stealing from tribal folks, tribal folks stealing from each other, you know? Don't get me caught up in that. So if you want to read the link to this article, you can. I'm just going to give you my summary really quick. Could this end up being a, a really ugly scenario? Yeah. You know, the problem with poverty and desperation is is that it does lead to different forms of extreme madness. And on a group level, it can be really bad. So could it lead to groups of people, mobs of people, pulling a Rwanda against you know white South Africans? Absolutely, it could be that bad. And it could happen that fast. Understand, the Rwanda event happened in days, not months and years. It took days for them to kill hundreds of thousands of each other, if not millions of each other. A few days, really. So they were well ready to go do it. I, I'm not going to tell you good, bad, right, wrong. But I think it was definitely weeks, if not days. It wasn't months. It may have been months in terms of the half-life of it. But most of the murder happened in a brief period of time. So could there be a brief period of mass murder where a bunch of South African white folks are just killed? It could happen. And if it does happen, will anybody do anything about it? Not likely. For all kinds of reasons, not the least of which everything could be falling apart at about the same time. So if you're a white folk, a white person with land in South Africa, and there's one of you for every 10 or 20 of them, then your situation's quite bad. It's like that Zulu movie with Michael Caine. Except, you know, this isn't the 19th century but it's a lot like that movie, baby. And so you could find yourself surrounded by folks who are angry and frustrated. And even though you're not necessarily guilty of any crime against them, it doesn't matter. Okay? If you want to reason, reason with someone who has a full belly. Reason with someone who's had some kind of education so they understand their situation. But don't reason with madness. And this isn't about race, by the way. 
Okay, you're going to see this in your own country very, very soon. So before you say, oh, Dan's getting racist, let me tell you something, buddy. I'm the most racist person on the planet. You know why? Because I'm taking ownership of that one. That one has no continuation. If someone asks me how racist are you, I'm really racist. How racist? I'm the most racist. If someone says, well, then you must hate black people, and I say, no, that would be stupid. But I'm taking ownership of the most racist person on the planet because that way, if some dumbass comes up to me, some cultural Marxist, you know, recent graduate from the Polytechnic Institute of Up Your Butt, if they come up to me and say, Dan, you're racist. No, no, you, you dumb fuck. I'm not just racist. I'm not just racist. I'm the most racist. racist person on the planet. Yeah, so here's the deal. Could there be ethnic cleansing in South Africa? Could it be a real thing? Yes. And, and the point of the article is not to have you do any fucking thing about it. The point is just to have you stew in your juices if it's something you care about. Okay, so it could happen. It could be a real thing. Will the United States or NATO or the West or anybody to include China do anything about it? Probably not, right, folks? Sorry, probably not. You know, no one's going to help you. We are reaching the point in the game. It, the reason why probably no one's going to help you if you're a white South African farmer, and I'm just telling you the truth here, there might be a onesie-twosie case of some heroic dude who flies down in a C-130 and saves a family or two. But we're talking the bulk here. We're talking the statistical 80 versus 20. The reason why no one's going to help you isn't because everybody's bad. The reason why no one might help you on any scale that would be meaningful is because everybody's heading to the same place. South Africa, uh, Venezuela, you know, that frickin' what? <laughs> that island in, in um, the Indian Ocean, that island nation. We're all headed to the same place. We're all headed to the same destination. So if you expect that there's a safe zone someplace, like in Switzerland or someplace like that. No, there might be bunkers someplace for people who have money. And like Biosphere 2, they'll probably last as long as they last. But is there a safe place to be given what's coming? No. No, just, just try not to drown, baby. And yeah, I am the most racist person. And I'm proud of it. If they ask me, are you proud of yourself? Yes. Then you must, you know, no, I don't. I don't hate you because of the color of your skin. And that's what makes me the most racist. Next topic. So this is a bit mean to cat owners because cat owners will say, Dan, this is mean, but you need to do your research, baby. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Just about every dog would die for its owner slash friend. I don't know about cats. Just about every dog would sit there and lay there as their owner died. 
and they would cry and they would be sad and they would wail and they would go hungry next to the side of their owner. You know, unless you're, you know, that Game of Thrones dude and he deserved what he got. But cats, cats will wait till their belly is empty, till they're going mad. Then the cat will eat you. It'll shed no tears. It'll wonder, baby, why it didn't get its fancy feast, why it didn't get its belly rubbed as it eats you. But no, it'll just eat you. It's just going to eat you. The cat will just eat you. That's, a, that's an important distinction between a kind of pet. I'm not saying cats are bad, okay? There are a lot of sociopathic people out there that need a sociopathic pet. But the thing about dogs is, is they actually seem to care. And not in some illogical, stupid way. If you mistreat a dog, huh, like I said, see Game of Thrones, right? I don't know if it was season five, six, or seven, but man, somebody got what they deserved. But you have to physically terrorize a dog to madness, and many dogs die before that because, like us, they simply don't want to live in a world where everything is pain. Um, and many dogs that have been abused can come back around. Like, they're never completely okay again. There's different kinds of abuse, but... Like this dog Boomer here, you know, he was abused when he was a puppy and then he was saved. And the problem is he still has memories of abuse. So every once in a while he acts up. And yet at the same time, he still gets better. So anywho, cats versus dogs. Now all the cat people are going to like email me. I have a friend who's got a couple cats and he probably says, Dan, you're being too harsh on these cats. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think cats are terrible. And they certainly have a purpose in a home, in a farmhouse. They have a real purpose, but I don't know. I think a dog is going to lay next to you and be there for you. And a cat is going to be there for you in the way a hooker is. Sorry. Next topic. Ugh. Don't want to spend a lot of time on this one. There's a link to the notes about that explosion that happened on that bridge. I think it was yesterday or something. Maybe the day before. I don't spend a lot of time on the Ukraine war. And some of my listeners may think, well, that's crazy, Dan. That's the news. Well, it might be the news. I, don't really, I really don't know. I don't know how real any of it is. I mean, I can tell you it's October 2022. And it sounds like the major transit routes from Poland into western Ukraine all the way to Kiev are intact. It sounds like the lights are still on in Kiev, okay? It sounds like, for whatever absurd reason, Putin decided to not really wage an actual war, but instead play tit for tat. And a lot of people have died from what they tell us. But again... I see these pictures, these war zone pictures, and they don't really remotely look like the pictures I remember from, you know, studying World War II in graduate school. They, they look kind of like the kind of pictures you'd have if, you know, you wanted to convince Americans you went to the moon. Um, 
or that some terrorists attacked us on 9-11 and one of the buildings collapsed seven hours later. You have certain pictures for that. Very convincing pictures. Anyways, the pictures I'm seeing out of the Ukraine, they're, they're not that convincing. They, they, they're very sketchy. Some, a lot of them look like they could have been recycled from previous you know, conflicts. So I'm not sure what to tell you, how real any of this is, okay? From what I've been told, the bridge was damaged and then it was put back in order within a few hours. Well, that's not really that big a deal. In fact, it doesn't really compare to the whole Nord Stream 1 and 2 destruction, does it? Um, I don't know. How real is this to you? You can read the article if you, you know, read Zero Hedge. And it's, I guess you could say the nice thing I can say about Zero Hedge, it is my last, my last chance saloon because everything else is, is just pure pig vomit. You know, oh, I read the New York Times, go away. I read CNN.go, Market Watch, go, Wall Street Journal, go, Foreign Affairs. I'm going to get my gun. Yeah. So Zero Hedge is my last chance saloon, but that doesn't mean I think you're not being lied to there. And the fact is, there's some people, organizations, whatever they are, that pay for space like Epic Times or Bitcoin Magazine. And I wouldn't recommend any article from Bitcoin whatever, including Bitcoin Magazine. And I definitely wouldn't recommend the truthiness of an Epic Times article. It smells like CIA type news being printed. So you put your own thoughts into it. And the other thing about Epic Times, it really pushes a couple of the psyops big time. It pushes the COVID psyop and it pushes the BLM Antifa BS. Um, and so essentially it reinforces some very damaging stuff. So yeah, I, I don't like that, but it is the last chance saloon. Read the article if you want to keep up on what's going on in Ukraine. Oh, I you know, I was walking with Boomer the last few days, the Sharpay, and he kept looking behind him like something was there. He kept looking over his shoulder like something was there. And he'd been doing this really for a few weeks now. All the dogs have been doing this. It's almost like they see something, something behind us. It's like they see something behind us, baby. Right behind us. And so I looked behind the other day, behind us as, as I was walking, Boomer. And I saw that shimmer, the shimmer they talk about, you know. The shimmer that you'll see if you see a predator. A predator with futuristic technology. A predator with laser cannons and rage. A predator looking to take a skull as a trophy. But it also might have been an invisible time soldier. You see, what if we're really living, and this explains the Mandela effect, by the way, asshole. What if we're living in a time of the reverberating, infinite, recycled time wars? 
What if the future is terrible? They feed from algae ponds. They urinate when they're done eating into the pond. What if the future is filled with parasites, fungus on your face, tumors you have to cut off with a knife, then you place between, you know, the wheat bread, and it becomes your lunch sandwich, baby. So they're sending their people back in time to wage the time wars, the wars between Hitler and Stalin, the wars between Obama and Nixon, and they all happen on the moon. And all Boomer was seeing was one of these hooker kings, these anal functus warriors, probably scavenging for whatever protein monctus he could find in 2022. If he, if he turned off his stealth, he would reveal himself to be a raggedy man, screaming and shaking his fist at the heavens, asking why. And Boomer knows why. Boomer knows why. He knows the truth. He knows the twinks and the grifters rule the forbidden zone. He, he saw what was coming years ago, maybe, but he definitely saw it weeks ago. And this is the time of the invisible, reverberating, backwards recycled, infinite hyperbole, enfolded space-time soldier. And they're all out there. They're invisible. Which means if you start telling your neighbors about them, they're going to think you're fucking crazy. So I don't recommend it. But they're out there. And it explains all the bullshit. It explains all the weirdness. Those, yeah. Those chemtrails. Those contrails. What if they're this? What if they're re-entry points for time shuttles? What if they're time shuttles re-entering re -entering our space-time and so they're leaving those traces of gases? What if what we're seeing are battles between time soldiers intercepting each other in the past and the future? Dinosaurs, baby. Dinosaurs. Next topic is a quote from Dr. Freckles. Can God make a stone large enough that he cannot move? Yeah, he made humans. Bling. I've talked about this one before, and I may have gone over this before, but it, it kind of came to me the other day when I was thinking about the world and about Jesus and about the way we behave towards each other and the way we should behave. Um, and a lot of Christians... They, they, they get really deeply confused about this idea that we could have free will, but also there's a God. That somehow these two things can work. And they can. I mean, I'll admit there's a bit of a paradox, but when you understand that God is infinite, then the paradox kind of just disappears into the infinity. Um, freedom in many ways, human freedom is the stone that the Lord made that was so large that even if he could move it, he chooses not to. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't move that stone, but it's more like by giving it to us, he chose not to. He said, no, I'm going to give people the choices. I will help them. I will provide them with wisdom. I will give them a path. But if they choose to go off the path, I'm not going to constantly shoot lightning bolts at their feet. 
Now there is a book, the book of Jonah. And the book of Jonah is probably apocryphal, fictional. It's one of the wisdom books. But maybe there was a Jonah, who knows. But there's a book called the book of Jonah. And in the book of Jonah, there's a character who is given a task to do by God and doesn't really want to do it. In fact, he so doesn't want to do it, he runs away from it. And he runs so far, he goes to the sea. And he goes to the sea and he says, Now I am safe. Now the Lord cannot touch me. But then a whale comes along. And the whale says, You better hop on board, baby. I mean, that's not exactly how it went. It was more like the sailors were told, give us Jonah, and they tossed Jonah into the sea. Now, why do I mention Jonah? Because again, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Tell the people of Nineveh that they're total jerks and they need to stop. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. And at the very end, Jonah sits on the hill and he waits and he waits and he waits because he expects the people of Nineveh to become crapheads again if he just waits long enough. And of course he asked, you know, Lord, why would you save these people? And the Lord says, but listen, there are lots of cows and dogs and cats and other things down there, kids and people that maybe aren't total jerks, you know? Maybe I'm saving it for the people that deserve to be saved in, in that sense. Maybe it's not your business to know, Jonah. If you want to know if there's a stone so big the Lord can't move it, the answer is, Probably no such thing exists, but if there's anything that comes close to it, it's human freedom. There's your stone. Okay, there's a thing that the Lord puts into the world that even the Lord says to himself, you know, it's going to take an extreme event. I'll have to magic myself a, a whale. And even then, I think Jonah could have made a different choice. He could have just said, screw this, I'm going to drown. Next topic. So, I had this memory of one of my senior thesis courses at the University of Washington back in 93. And it was one of these classes that dealt with postmodernism and literary criticism. <laughs> I almost said literary criticism. Yeah, that's going to get me in trouble too. Yeah, I dealt with literary, literary criticism and postmodernism. And... I remember this particular day when we were meant to bring in something to read. I actually read one of Ayn Rand's essays. And I got some dirty looks because people were saying, why would you read this person in here? Well, in this particular essay, Ayn Rand is talking about reality. And I believe this quote of hers comes from this essay. We can ignore reality, but we cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. A lot of Cultural Marxism, that Marcusean nonsense, a lot of the postmodernism has no functional use in the real world. I, I actually enjoy reading Jacques Derrida. I do. But I'm not going to tell you for one minute that there's anything useful in there in the sense of having a utility. There's lots of interesting writing. And if you're entertained by interesting writing, Derrida is great. And I bet he's even better in French. But is there any youth, useful path that you can apply deconstruction to in any meaningful way that even Derrida would say, you got it right, son? I seriously doubt it. I think it's a lot of 
well, I'm not going to call it mental masturbation, but it's a lot of mental gaming. And mental gaming is great. Imagination is great. But not everything imagined is useful. Humans imagine a lot of things. Very few of them are useful. Many of them are terrible, but very few are useful. It doesn't mean the imagination's bad. It just means that it probably isn't going to have the same significance or impact that, say, a hammer or, you know, the cam in terms of mechanics or the discovery of calculus is going to have. I mean, sorry. You know, one of Ayn Rand's points here is that if you're going to go out into the world and try to approach it, you better have some logic. You better have some rationality. There are, there are skills you need. And the ability to be a famous lit-clit professor is probably not one of them. Now, of course, if you believe in the whole post-scarcity hyper-technology, everyone's going to be using cryptocurrency soon, reality. If you believe in that, then everybody can, can be a lit-clit professor, even me. I could be lit-clit. I could identify as having a clit. Fuck. Why not, right? In fact, that's how I get my professorship. You, you know, we can ignore reality, you can ignore reality, but the consequences that come from that are going to hit you in the face. And they're going to hit me in the face. That is where we're at in the game. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles I don't want to spend a lot of time on, but I was in a really mopey mood when I put this one in there. And perhaps we'll close out this podcast at this point after this topic, but... Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. For a dog, everything is food. For a human, everything is a weapon. I know that sounds bad. I mean, that's a dark view of people, isn't it? very dark. For a dog, everything is food. That's a bit extreme. I don't think everything is food to a dog, but I do think that food, and for reasons probably of evolution, if you believe in God, probably also of design, but for various reasons, that's why. I mean, there are reasons for it. Um, dogs have noses we don't have, you know, they can smell things, and I'm kind of thankful about it. I'm actually really thankful I don't smell the things dogs smell. But dogs can smell things we can't smell. They've got that ability. And, it, you know, if you understand what bean and flavor country is, like if you're, if you're one of these foodies, you should know that most of what you enjoy about food is in your nose. So it's not really that crazy that everything would seem like food to a dog. It's just how they think, you know. And if you want to put on your scientific materialist helmet for a second, dogs evolved in a time where they had to scavenge for food. It was the focus of their day to find something to eat. And so it's even kind of part of their culture, you know, if you want to call it that. Dogs can't have culture. You know what? I think they can. It may not be your culture. <laughs> I don't think they want your cu culture, buddy. They just want your food.
Now, is, a, is everything a weapon to a human? Um, I'm a Christian, and so I'll tell you a couple things. I know that this world we're in now is not the kingdom. It's not the millennium kingdom. If you think you're in the kingdom, then you, I think you've got a preacher that's leading you astray. This isn't Eden. This isn't the kingdom. This isn't heaven. And the things you have to do here to survive can be really messy and really gross. It doesn't mean you should violate your oaths to, to the Lord in heaven. It doesn't mean you should go against the teachings of Jesus. But hey, this is a messy place and messy things happen. Okay? I also believe God made us dangerous. And in that sense, he made us the most dangerous animal on the planet. I mean, if you want to get right down to it, like how could he give us, you know, the overlordship of the earth and all that? Well, it's really quite simple. He made us the smartest, most dangerous creature on the planet. And on top of that, he put within reach technology. Okay. I have no doubt that orca whales are incredibly intelligent, but they don't really have all the things they would need to start building technology. So it's not a focus for them. It really can't be. And frankly, I think the dogs in this household are roughly equivalent to what someone would say is, you know, that three or four year old kid, you know, that's the intelligence they reach. But they don't really have the ability to do the things that a three or four year old kid can do. A three or four year old kid can utilize their hands to do a lot of things that dogs simply can't do. Um, I mean, of course, you got elephants that paint, and that's great, but elephants aren't really out there building assault rifles. And when you think about it, they probably should be. They, sh they should probably be building tiny repeating cannons that they can wear on their heads. Every time a poacher comes by, they're going to die. Humans could build castles. We could, we could build universities. We can create amazing works of art. We can perform truly advanced mathematics. But if you read your Bible, one of the first things we did with all of our great skills was pick up a rock and kill our brother. If you read your Bible, Genesis, all the way to the end, the book of Revelation, what you're going to find is that for all of our wisdom and all of our free will and all of our fingers to do all kinds of useful things, we do a lot of incredibly wretched things. We do a lot of lying and cheating and stealing. It's part of who we are. We try to do better. We try to improve. But if you ask yourself, if a human sees an object on the floor, what do they see first? Do they see the object or do they see a weapon? I'll be honest with you. Especially after the last couple months, I think a lot of people see a weapon. They see weapons in everything. They see weapons in words. It used to be you support free speech for the following reason. Because if people are out there speaking their word, they are not in basements building bombs and building guns. But now, even words are weapons, so we can't use them because we might hurt somebody with a word. We're in a very strange place, brothers and sisters. And when you start treating language as if it's a violent tool of aggression, all that is left is violence, and everything is a weapon.
for Sunday, October the 9th, 2022, Bob Limp Doc. It's right around 11.07 a.m. And, you know, I guess I am kind of dark. And I guess I did beat up on Dane. And if Dane ever did listen to this podcast, he should understand. I stick with the idea you're probably a good man. But yeah, sometimes you sound pretty self-righteous. And if you are a righteous man, then maybe that's right. I mean, truly, we live in strange days, brothers and sisters, and it's hard to say who's telling the truth and who's lying. I I can tell you that I think that there are a lot of lies out there, but I am really not too sure what the truth is other than the Lord loves you. I can tell you that's the truth. But as far as the human race goes, I can't tell you that anything they're telling you is the truth. If you're being sold power, that's a lie. If you're being told democracy works, that's a lie. If you're told you got to give up your freedom to be a human again, that's a lie. If your preacher tells you you have to build a pile of gold for Jesus to love you, that's a lie. If your preacher tells you you have to build a pyramid scheme of planets and stars and multiple groups of people you rule over as a tiny little God, that is a lie. If you do not understand that when Jesus spent those 40 days in the desert and the devil came up to him and said, look at all this crap, all these iPhones and big screens and look at that Tesla over there and I can give you a Concorde jet and I can send you to Mars. I can make you the ruler of all the stuff in the world. And Jesus looks at him and says, there's nothing there. That is the truth. It's not bad to be rich. It's not bad to have stuff. It's not Okay, It's not evil to own a piece of property in South Africa. It's also not evil to be so hungry that you've been driven crazy and you think the only solution to your problem is to steal somebody's property. But the truth is, everything of this world will go away. Everything. It was never designed to last, ever. If you're an atheist, scientific type, you know that's true. And if you're a Christian, you better know it's true. Nothing of this world lasts, baby. So if the devil offers you all the gold and all the hookers and all the cocaine and all the jets and all the everything, and all he wants back in return is your everlasting soul, you need to understand that's a really bad fucking deal. You're essentially trading something that is priceless in the sense that it has no price for what is a really pretty, ornate, beautiful steaming pile of shit. So, once again for October the 9th, 2022. It's almost 11-11 if you're into that numerology shit. I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And I hope that if you do end up listening to that Dane podcast, that you understand that, you know, maybe he's a good man, but he could be wrong. And I hope that when you look up in the sky, you understand that maybe the people telling you that it's normal, they can be wrong too. I mean, that's the world we're in right now, brothers and sisters. We are in a raft, some of us together. Some of us are just holding on to an inner tube, going through class five rapids, hoping we don't drown, praying we don't drown, doing everything we can to not drown. 
And the sad truth is I can only give you one kind of advice, and that is don't drown. And, you know, if you can, look, look to your right, look to your left in that way that your mind can, and maybe you'll see the signs that not only are you not drowning, but there's somebody right next to you looking out for you, and his name is Jesus.